Hello guys, welcome back to another episode on the Her Podcast. We have reached episode 14. I am your host, Dr. Aisha Jirani, naturopathic doctor, holistic life coach, and the girl next door. I'm reaching you from Toronto, Canada. And in today's podcast, I will be sharing a very deeply personal story. Um, it is sensitive, so trigger warning over here. Um, do want people to feel that they are kind of stepping into these podcasts with open hearts, but want to make sure that you are not too sensitive, not feeling too sensitive. Um, it took me a while to get myself to be able to record these, so I'll be honest, I was dreading this recording, but I finally found the space, the time, the energy, the love uh, to be able to do this. And so today we're actually getting into a lot about vulnerability, body fear, and shame, so stay tuned for more. To be vulnerable, I hated the term vulnerability and saw it in a negative light. Someone who can be preyed upon and hurt easily or someone who's weak and helpless. As a young girl, I picked up that I am always vulnerable and that meant that I had to always be on guard. And I had to be on guard not just when I left home, but even when I was home. My mom would always speak of girls getting abducted and raped and such cases would, you know, appear in the news and I guess in a way I started to understand that I had to take extreme caution. And I was raised in the Middle East, which was relatively quite safe, but we often heard of such news from Southeast Asia, India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, and this was quite traumatic as a young girl. I remember being in grade 7 and hearing girls in the, in my school sharing the news of a brother raping his sister. I was probably as young as 10 when I was first groped and kissed inappropriately by a man. My dad sent me and my brother to an institute to pick up computing skills, and the man at the reception did a delightful job of welcoming me. This was a repressed memory that came forth once I began doing some healing work. I can't remember what my young self felt at the time, but I just know when I do go back, I couldn't control my bladder, and that's what I remember. Our bodies hold on to hurts, because we are emotional beings. Young Aisha must have been shit scared, but did not have an awareness to express her feelings or the skills to heal. This wound expressed itself physically in my adolescence as severe period pains or lower back pains. These pains themselves were the messages of my body calling me back to heal this wound. The body does not forget. And it took me years of healing and inner work to finally be able to reconcile some of the hurts, wounds, traumas, and finally dig into the deeper messages. And there wasn't just one message. They were over a hundred messages. And to this day, I'm able to kind of extract more and more and more. And it's just, it's baffling to me as to how much we can get from within. Now, the religion I was raised in encourages modest wear as a way to liberate a woman and protect her. However, I find that we brought fear into religion and started enforcing a dress code. 
And I'm not talking about men enforcing this. I'm talking about women enforcing this. I was a young athletic girl and my basketball and I were joined by the hip. Needless to say, shorts were my way around the house. So I'd go dribbling around the house, but if my brothers were around, my mother frowned upon my choice. And soon I learned that legs must mean trouble in the eyes of men. So I had to have them covered. Wear a drape or a scarf around your neck, your father's around, meant dad is not safe to be around either. So I started distancing myself from him, especially after a horrific dream I had about him. Now, I'm not saying what is right or wrong. I am simply speaking of my inner experience of my body, fear, and shame. In grade 10, I started to sense the stares of boys, and I felt I needed to protect myself. So, I walked out of my room one day with a headscarf on. I had boxed myself in for years and tried to protect my dearest body and my true essence. I thought if it means to be woman means to be preyed upon, why not try machoing it up? So the tomboy part came out and I started showing up as one. I felt a false sense of protection with this identity. I buried my feminine, my softness, my beauty, my true strength. Little did I know that you can't bury the truth. It has a force of its own. I joined university in a country away from home in Canada, and I wish this land so much love and prayers. It has been my healing ground. No one was reinforcing the messaging that it's unsafe for a girl to be out and about doing her own business or that she must dress a particular way. This meant that I could show up safely in the way that I wanted. Of course, this allowed room for experimentation, so the tight clothes, short sleeves, and much more. And I encourage this. Now, I can hear the religious police sirens going off, but I want you to hang on for just two more minutes. This is a way of healing from a root cause perspective for so many women, because they aren't given a ground where they can feel safe to express themselves. And we sometimes need to go through multiple ways of expression to really come back to what is safe and to learn that safety is actually within us. Now, as I had built my identity around being a tomboy girl, that to me was a that to me is what felt safe. However, I always had this inner conflict of, you know, this isn't my identity. I don't truly fit in this. But I went along with it because, well, I was told that, uh, or I felt that a woman is vulnerable and she is weak. And to be honest, I had started an experimentation of returning myself back to my feminine about five years ago, and it scared me to bits to run this experiment live. I felt so vulnerable and almost naked wearing a modest dress out in public or when I dressed in the most feminine way. So if I put on a dress, that was even more terrifying for me than, you know, wearing jeans and going outside. So if I dressed, I was in this beautiful flowy dress, I could be covered head to toe in it. I just felt so scared to be that feminine self. And so I reached out to a friend who dresses as a fierce feminine and I asked her how she did it. It was never programmed into her that she had to be scared of her dressing sense or that 
any part of her body was something that was any less. She had broken free from it. Or she never really had to break free from it. She just was never programmed that way. So I decided the only way through was through the fear. <laughs> so I kept showing up. I kept dressing the way I wanted to. And I kept walking. I put on those dresses. I went outside. And days went by. And then two years. And then five years. And after that, I had it down. The results of my experiment were what my true nature was. And that is to remain modest, fun, and feminine. I choose where I could be more feminine or less, but it was my choice. I can now go to a conservative country, be fully clad in an abaya, and not feel restricted or unsafe. And I can also wear shorts or sleeveless top and not feel vulnerable, because I had truly experienced the depths of me. If you were to ask me today what I prefer to wear, I do prefer to wear loose, flowy clothing. I love long dresses. I personally feel it carries a woman's energy better. You'll often catch me in my brother's baggy t-shirt and loose palazzo pants at home. If I'm with men I trust, I'll dress the most feminine. If I sense he can hold the entirety of my feminine with dignity, I will dress more conservatively, more modestly. And this is not out of fear, but out of utmost love for myself. My beauty isn't for all, and it doesn't align with me to walk loudly and to force my femininity onto a crowd that does not know how to hold such beauty. Know where and how to place yourself. So just a side story, because I think this is this is part of um, what I experienced. I was performing Umrah uh, about two years ago now, all alone, so to speak, in the house of God. And in the elevator down from my hotel, uh, a man stepped in and checked me out head to toe and asked me where I'm from. I stood my ground. I did not feel the need to defend myself, and I simply had a conversation with him. But I'm just speaking as to how we can't find safety outside. It has to be found within us. And safety lies within a concrete sense of self that gives out an aura of confidence, radiance, and I'll have you by your callers if you'd be so smart to make the wrong move. I challenged the growth of the safety by traveling alone, healing my feminine and masculine wounds, which meant learning to trust my power, my truth, and my feminine. And that ultimately led me to trust men. In another podcast called I Let Myself Be Held With Him, I speak of this journey. Now, deep down, this was really also about generational wounds and about feminine sexuality. The terms dirty and shame predominated my body for years. We do not speak of these wounds in our communities, but it weighs heavy. So I started having manicures, spa days, and wore bright colors instead of wearing dull colors so that I would blend in. I slowly started shedding my tomboy version and became more of Princess Aisha. I finally started using makeup, slowly began to hold my entire self with love and respect. And finally, 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 we were returning more 
to my feminine self. Now, it's not to say that anyone who dresses um, with a pair of jeans or tight clothing is away from that. I mean, hey, I live in Canada and we can't really wear dresses out in the six months winter that we have, but it is a way of being in touch with that part, right? So I do like to have loose clothing at home, um, wear some sort of drape on top. It's just so much fun and flowy. And if you are someone who is on a similar journey, hey, it's a process. Take it easy, take it slow, be kind to yourself. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I hope it wasn't too triggersome and I hope that you find your way through if you're looking for one. Sending you a lot of love, a lot of light, signing off.